Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever type of day you're having, open to have a blessed one. And I want to welcome you to a walk with Jesus. On this episode of Walk with Jesus, I want to answer a question. It'll be a series that I'm going to do, which is called, What About Me, God? Why Me, God? And How Can I Get Close to God? These are things that we ask ourselves as Christians. We don't realize how much God is in our life until we decide to turn our backs on Him, honestly. Or until we decide to blame him for things that may not even be his fault. They could be situations in which we have now caused ourselves. On today's episode, we're going to discuss why me, God. And in this, we can look at the book of Jonah. Where Jonah was asked by God to speak to his enemies. And tell them to repent of their sins. And then they would be able to make that choice. But Jonah didn't want to offer them that. What Jonah wanted to do is watch them get destroyed because he knew that they were vile and evil. And he they had done wrong to his people. But God has such a big heart that he was willing to forgive. It's not The point of that lesson is it's not for us to decide who's righteous and who's wrong. No matter how they may act, it's for us to have forgiveness and do God's will when he asks of us to do that. Another thing that we I notice in my walk with Jesus when I say, why me, God, is, first of all, financial struggles. I know we've all gone through it. It doesn't matter what continent you live on. We all go through a sort of financial struggle. And sometimes that's a test. We have to decide, do I want it really tied? Or do I want to keep this last 10% of mine and spend it the way I decide? And sometimes we have to trust in God. Well, actually, I apologize. All the time we need to trust in God and provide our 10% first. So that way it doesn't become a question of, should I give 10%? I know many people say, oh, well, that's all people want. My money, my money, my money. Actually, first and foremost, my brothers and sisters, it's God's money. Okay? It's all God's. None of this is ours. For when we're dead and gone, if there's money in your bank, it's not yours anymore, is it? (laughs) It goes away. It goes to whomever God decides it to go to. My point is is that maybe we should let go loose of our money And have a tighter grip on God. But I've been in that situation myself. Where I was a penny pincher myself. And I could squeeze a penny so tight. A booger would come out of Abe Lincoln's nose. But the thing is. I realized the harder I held on to that penny. The more stressed I would get. The more sick I would feel. The more depressed I would get. The harder I worked for more money. The less money I had in my pocket at the end of the day. And the reason being is because I caused more damage. And I caused more stress to my own life. I took away time from my own family. And I realize this now as I grow in my walk with Jesus, the things I did wrong. And these are things that I try to bring up to you, my brothers and sisters, to help y'all alleviate that pain, that headache. And sure, I can't sit here and say, I will never stress about finances again. But the moment I catch myself and in reality, I'll realize that God's got me. And I'll snap out of it. And I'll realize that that fleshy part of me needs to be repressed and needs to repent of its sin. The truth is, brothers and sisters, is that we live in a dark world to where the why me's happen quite often. You go, imagine yourself going to a doctor. You go in there for an annual checkup and the doctor tells you, you have cancer. You have AIDS. 
You have an STD. You're going to die in a day. You're going to die in a week. You're going to die in a year. Those questions, those are instances that happen to people all the time. It may have happened to one of my listeners, one of God's children that are listening to this right now. But the honest answer is, is the first thing you're going to do is, is say, why me, God? Why are you wanting to punish me? And we think it's a punishment. But if anything, it's a blessing. I know you might laugh at that. But first of all, if you have an STD, that's your punishment for not doing as God said and saving sex for marriage. But also, you're now aware of the punishment that you're now enduring. So now you have a choice to make. Do you repent of your sins? And if you repent of your sins, will you change your life? If you wake up, if you get, find yourself in a situation of having cancer, whether it's terminal or benign or whatever, at that moment, you're automatically stressed out and upset and worried. And you think to yourself, why me, God? I have so much to live for. You're grasping a hold to this world. You're wanting to not let go. But the thing is, my brothers and sisters, is that if you live in Jesus, that cancer doesn't matter. And I know it's easy for me to say, but it doesn't. Because you know that this is temporary flesh as is. This fleshly body is going to get destroyed and damaged and, and torn up and beat up. But the soul can never be destroyed. And what I mean by that is that your soul is an eternal, eternal being that Jesus Christ came to save. He didn't come to save our bodies. Let us not think and be foolish and think that our bodies are going to be saved. No. If anything, you hear in the New Testament where Jesus himself says, I will provide you a new flesh. So, my point to you is this. You're sitting here in the doctor's hospital thinking, why me, God? But you, what you should be doing is saying, thank you, God. Thank you for at least giving me enough knowledge. If I don't survive this, I can at least... Spend my time growing closer to you, using this as a testimony to help those that are lost, as well as spend the last morning amount of my time with my family. Here's another scenario that I find that is very common. So, we're talking about terminal diseases, right? A child, his mother or father, terminal disease. The child begs God, Lord, please save my mother or father, right? The parent dies. The child says, why me, God? Why'd you curse me? Then turns their back on God. But instead of realizing that their parent was trying to train them and, and prepare them for God, nine times out of ten, they try to raise them in the way of the Lord. And they try to show them that God, there's a deeper purpose. There's a deeper purpose, you know, for this child. God's trying to show that child that. But that child's not understanding because he's young. He's angry. He's full of rage. He thinks himself that God was really amazing and all-knowing and all-loving that he wouldn't have killed my mom or dad. He would have saved me. Reverse that. Parents. Children get the same situation. Child dies. Parents say, why, God? Why would you do that to my child? That child had so much to live for. Why me? But the thing is that whether it's an adult or a child, God has a divine plan for that child or parent. 
doesn't mean that he didn't love that parent or child. Sometimes it's to bring the better part out of that child or parent through that death. Sometimes it's, the, you know, mm-hmm. to help those children or those parents to realize that there's more to this world than just that flesh. And if that parent or child live for God, then you should want to live for God as well. So that way you, you can be reunited together and you can see the joy that the Lord had provided in each individual. Do not get confused, my brothers and sisters. God himself was, we were apart from God. I'm going to explain something. This is going to be maybe mind-blowing for some of you. So when Adam came, God brought Adam to life, created Adam from life. Adam had to watch all the animals. He saw a pair of elephants. He saw a pair of lions, saw a pair of cows, saw a pair of sheep, saw a pair of chickens. And each animal he saw, he's like, oh, man, they got someone looks just like them. And he kind of smiled, and he's like, there's a male and female. Oh, that's cool. You know, they have companions. And I'm sure, without a shadow of doubt, Adam looked around to see if he had a companion. But he didn't. Because God didn't. God had only got to the plan at that time frame of only Adam being created to worship God, to love God. And God created this whole beautiful place for Adam to survive, but God realized that all of a sudden Adam was missing something. Adam seemed sad and lonely. And what did Adam miss? He missed a mate. And that's why God created woman, for Adam to have a mate. He didn't create another man. He didn't create two women. He created a man and a woman, one and one. And through them, they would become one, which would be their offspring. And the truth is that many of us don't realize that God was watching them. He didn't understand, how could we fall so much? How could we get so angry? Why did we feel so tempted? He didn't understand because God's almighty. He's pure. He's God cannot be corrupted. God is all-knowing, all-powerful magnificent end of story there's no debate about it. there's no question about it if you have a question or debate about it, then you're allowing yourself the temptation of evil plain and simple so you have to ask yourself now now that you've done thought okay you've accepted that god's all powerful all knowing he's magnificent nothing's going to interfere so why would god want to create jesus if he's all these things right well there was a gap between god and man that god couldn't understand but you know what he did? He created that. He created bridge. He created Jesus. But God already knew that he would need Jesus the moment they created Adam. Because he knew that man would never be pure forever. That at some point in time they would fall. And at some point in time there would have to be someone to redeem them. Because man was going to make sacrifice a thousand animals they mean nothing. But if God sacrifices only form of flesh, his only begotten son, then that would atone for all of our sins because that would be the ultimate death. That would be the ultimate bloodshed, the ultimate tears, the ultimate sweat. And see, these are things we can't even feel like. I, You could take your child to a cross and crucify him, and it's in vain because your child is already born into sin. See, this child was not born into sin, being that it was part God, part human. It was part God because it came from God. It was as if God made another Adam in a sense. Out of mud. 
and breathed life into it. Buddy, what happened is, is that when God came into Jesus and he, Jesus is born and he's here, he was able to understand man's temptation. That's how we have Jesus as an example how to live. Because now God is living as a human. Instead of giving us all these commandments through Moses or through other sources, he's now saying, hey guys, I'm going to show you how to live. It's not that hard. And he shows us, hey, he knows the human body inside and out. For one, he created it. For two, he actually lived in it. And through living in it, he winds up enduring pain, sorrow, depression, loneliness. And you say to yourself, Jesus can't have done that, but he did. If you read through the Holy Bible, you'll see that Jesus endured every last raw motion we ever had. But he overcame them all. He overcame them all through prayer, fasting, worship. He fellowshiped with his brothers and sisters as often as possible. He broke bread. He loved them. He cherished them. And they loved and cherished and admired him. And when he told his disciples what they had to do, they said, Why me, God? Why am I so special? Well, you know what, brothers and sisters? God has a purpose for you and me. And each and every one of us are special in God's eyes. There's no reason for us to say, Why me, God? If you find yourself in trouble, if you find yourself messing with the wrong type of people, women or men, and they leave you unhappy, unsatisfied, and you're still yearning for more, then you shouldn't be saying, why me, God, or I hate these people. You should be saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I failed you. You've sent me so many people, and yet I didn't know what to do with them, for I was incomplete myself. The thing is, brothers and sisters, life goes on. You get older, and the opportunities to have true happiness and true peace becomes less and less. But the salvation that is out there, it's permanent. Unless you turn your back and you die without it, confessing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then you're, you're forever lost at that moment. You know, I normally start these things off with a prayer. I would definitely have to end it with a prayer. But I was just so passionate about this because I hear it all the time. Everywhere I go, people say, why me? Why am I being picked on? Why is this going on? Why, why, why? And yet, are we not civilized human beings? Or are we civilized children? Because either way we go, a child has more sense than most adults. For they know right from wrong. But yet, do they choose to do their own will? Yeah. And if they are unchecked throughout their life, then they become full of brats. And then they have no desire to do what is right. So when they finally do get checked, they feel as if somebody's being mean or bullying them. But all that's going on is a reality check. Brothers and sisters, we need not live in a selfish world or one in which we find ourselves preoccupied and confused and dazed. We need to find ourselves in the, instead of the why me, God, how about we try this one? How about why not me, God? Why not me, God? Why not let me be your servant? Why not let me lead your people? Why not let me be anything I can be for you and your ministry, Lord? Why not 
Allow me to shepherd your people, my Lord. Why not help me grow in you, my Lord? These are things that we should be doing. We should not be saying why, but instead, if we do, we say not behind it. Why not? Because I am guaranteeing you, brothers and sisters, each and every one of us can serve God to the fullest ability as long as we try. As long as we give it our hearts and souls, and as long as our faith is strong, God will be there right with us, brothers and sisters. Woo! And that's the high point. And that's where we're going to close that in prayer. And then we will continue with the next chapter. The, what about me? Lord, I love you. And I thank you for this day you've blessed me with. And for the audience that you've allowed me to minister to and shepherd with. Well, I beg of you, Lord, for these children of yours to grow with you and grow with me. And for us to become closer to you, my Lord. For us to become sharper with you, my Lord. For us to become one with you, my Lord. For us to be able to see each other and to know that we are children of God. That we are children of Jesus. That we are disciples amongst the world. And that we sharpen each other. That we do not let each other fall astray. That we pick each other off the ground and dust each other off. And we check each other. And we don't let each other fall astray and go to hell. For we walk together. We talk together. We live together. We love each other. Lord, I love each and every person listening to this podcast. And I want them to know they're my brother and sister. And that I fellowship with them any day of the week. I thank you, Lord Almighty, for them. And I ask you for whatever troubles and struggles they may have. Financially, emotional, mental, physical. That they are able to grow and be fed. And be financially stable. And be emotionally stable. And be physically stable. And be nourished, my Lord. For their spirits to be nourished in their minds and their bodies. I thank you, God, for each and every one of them. For it's your name I pray, my Lord. Amen. And as I close out, my brothers and sisters, I welcome you to check out hiddenmanachurch.com. And if you want to get a hold of me, it's Mark Thomason at hiddenmanachurch.com. Email me. I will respond to it. I will hit you up on the podcast, and we will discuss your questions. Or you can hit me up on my other email, which is Grizzly, G-R-I-Z-Z-L-Y, bear underscore 86 at yahoo.com. In your subject, please type in Hidden Mana Church, H-I-D-D-E-N, Mana, M-A-N-N-A, Church, C-H-U-R-C-H. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Have a blessed day. And until the next time, God bless you.